Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 996 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today I'll be speaking with Chellis. She's had type 1 diabetes for three decades. She also has psoriatic arthritis and a very interesting life story. If you're a member of the private Facebook group, you may know Chellis as the person who made the Christmas tree ornaments out of clothespins last year that are replicas of me. It's like my clothespin action figure. Little, anyway, I have mine hanging here. It's one of the only tchotchkes I have on my desk. If you don't know the word tchotchke, uh, I can't help you. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. You can start using AG1 today at my link, drinkag1.com forward slash juice box. When you do, you'll get five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D with your first order. You can order sheets and clothing and towels and all kinds of comfy stuff at cozyearth.com. Use the offer code juicebox at checkout to save 40% off of your entire order. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. That's a place where you can buy a meter right now, get yourself some test strips, or just learn more. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. It's an incredibly accurate and easy to use meter. My daughter's been using them for years. The podcast is also sponsored today by US Med. USMed.com forward slash juice box. Now, US Med is the place where Arden gets her diabetes supplies from, and so can you. From Omnipods to T-Slims, Dexcoms, Libres, and so much more. USMed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514 to get your free benefits check and get started today with US Med. My name is Chellis. I have had type 1 diabetes for 30, over 30 years. I was diagnosed in 1992. I was 13 at the time and I have grown up since then. <laughs> um, I am married. Uh, I have two kids, teenagers. Um, we live in New Hampshire, <laughs> which I love. It's beautiful. I brag about our state all the time. <laughs> and yeah. I'm... Well, first of all, please tell your parents. Are your parents with us still? Yes. Thank them for me. For giving you a weird name, but spelling it the way it sounds. <laughs> right? I really people, appreciate that. People want to make it so complicated. I actually, I love my name now. I was named after my grandfather, so you can thank him. Mm -hmm. um, he is no longer with us. But, and yeah, I mean, it, it, people try to make it all sorts of things and it's really. I recorded with Rasheen yesterday, uh, whose parents did not spell her name anything like it sounds. <laughs> And um, and then Chellis the next day. I wonder yeah. who's tomorrow. Oh, I don't know. I'm looking <laughs> tomorrow. Well, so because of because I tried to give myself off the first two weeks of January, mm. which I definitely won't do again. I am recording three times tomorrow. Oh God! With Laura, Mallory, and Howard. Oh, oh, all, all well, spelled the way they sound. <laughs> 
All right, so that's good. And you were saying earlier, uh, let me just make sure I got this right. You've grown up since you were 13? I have. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other type one in your family? None. Other so, autoimmune? Yes. Uh, my mom and myself, actually, uh, we have psoriatic arthritis. That sounds fun. Yeah. She, she, had, she's, she has it pretty bad. I mean, I don't know. I hate that. Like, it's not bad, but she's had it for, you know, her whole adult life. And it was pretty severe at times where, like, she would go in for treatments and stuff. And mine's a pretty mild case, I think, but mm -hmm. I still have it. And it's auto also autoimmune. Um, and it, there might be some thyroid stuff with my sisters. Um, we'll probably get into this, but I have quite a few sisters. <laughs> um, we're a little blended family. So, uh, but biologically, we're all six of us from the same mom, so. Oh, you don't hear it that way usually. I know. Well. Did you, did your wait, all right, hold on. I'm, I just got so excited. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with me. Um, your father, the was your father the first father? Yes. Okay, yeah. good for you. Way yeah. to get in OG. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> did, did he bail or die? No, uh, they divorced. It was mutual. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what they say. This, yeah. So yeah. Uh, they divorced when I was four. I have an older sister. She's two years old, two years older than me. Mm -hmm. um, so it was the two of us. Um, they divorced when I was four, but they both remarried um, by the time I was five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. There's a lot here. <laughs> how, how old were they when they got married? Ooh, they were young. Yeah, I'm too, thinking. Too young. Too young. You don't. I want to say my mom was like 19. My dad's a few years older than her. Oh my so gosh. probably he was like 24. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't listen. Were they pregnant when they got married? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I my mom will have coming. to verify that. No, but yeah, I, I smelled that one coming. <laughs> um, and this is 40. How many years ago they get married? Oh, 70, 74. Ooh. No, 76, 76. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Living like it's now in 76. <laughs> <laughs> Is your mom like a real baller? Was she her like her whole life? Like pretty? You know what I mean? Like um, we're, we're men yeah. chasing her around oh, and everything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just, listen, it was, they lived in a very small town in New Hampshire. <laughs> what does that have to do with it? It's just, you know, that's what people did. Say what you mean. There's nothing they to do than New Hampshire <laughs> except have sex. Is that what you want to say? <laughs> I don't know. I can't say that. I'm going to look up the New Hampshire state motto right now. <laughs> live free or die. Live free or die. Oh, it's not we have condoms, but no one uses them. <laughs> but oh. live free or die is pretty much the same thing, right? <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> Maybe people are misunderstanding that. You can interpret it a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I see how your mom and dad <laughs> interpret it. Uh, I think they interpret it in a Pontiac. <laughs> Oh, I'll have to ask my dad what he drove. Uh, I, I, I know what he was driving in that Pontiac. I don't <laughs> think it was the car. So, um, okay. So your parents, your parents, like, have a baby, and they're like, I hate you. And she's like, I hate you, too. And they're, like, gone. And then they went and married their high school sweethearts. What did they do? No. So, okay. Where'd uh, they find this, someone else that fast? Um. Well, that those are interesting stories too. Um, one I know more, a little more, more about than the other, but my dad was an alcoholic. 
So that's, you know, that was kind of like a serious, that was serious. As a child? No, like during their, you know, teenage years into their marriage. So, Hmm. and it was pretty severe. I mean, he had a problem. He, you know, he really, it was um, pretty traumatizing. Those are, you know, like my first memories of him coming home and, and it wasn't good. It was, it was pretty bad, but I mean, and you know, I'm I'm fine talking about it. It's not, um, these are, you know, kind of open subjects around here in our family. No, no. uh, You sound like a party, like already in seven minutes, you've told me way more about your life than you should have. (laughs) Well, you know what though? It like does tie into the diabetes because I think there's a lot of like, um, coping skills that, came from that that then affected how I handled my diabetes. Okay. All right. If you want to yeah. be serious, we should. Go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh. I knew you'd unpack it eventually anyway because I've heard you on the podcast yeah. and you like, you know, hone in on it and like, so I'm just, you know, mm. just getting ahead. <laughs> I appreciate that. I should teach a class of this, honestly. I don't you know how really I would, should. I don't know how I would teach it to people, but you have to be really interested in fine details. Yes. And you have to yeah. let your mind here's a here listen, here here's a little tip for the young kids. Because your whole generation doesn't want to generalize. <laughs> but you should. Because most of the time you're gonna be right. Ooh, <laughs> I know. Don't stereotype, but it took me thirty seconds. I was like, it. Were your parents young? And you were like, Yes, how did you know? And that? already pregnant. <laughs> uh, yep. So okay, so well that sucks. So you did your dad ever get a hold of that or did he live his whole life with it? No, right away. Like as soon as the threat of not, you know, being able to be in our lives because of it, uh, he got his together. Sorry. Yeah, you no, know, no, good da, da, for da, him. Da. And so by the time he remarried, she really helped him with that and um was a huge support. And she, you know, helped him get sober and he hasn't had a drink since I was five years old. So we're coming up on almost 40 years. I know this is a long way to ask this question. You probably yeah. don't know the answer, but do you think that um, hurt your mom that he didn't pull it together for her? I'm sure. Yeah. And I think there's, there had been so much, you know, kind of damage already that it wasn't going to be Fixable. like recoverable. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. Um, and she, you know, she was wanting to have more kids anyway, and my dad didn't, and that was part of it too. And um, mm. he was, you know, so he was happy with just the two. And, um, and I think- if I was in my early 20s and my wife was telling me she wanted to have six Go kids, ahead. I might start drinking. <laughs> you know, maybe we're blaming him and we shouldn't be. No. So, yeah, I'd be like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for that. Was your dad like independently wealthy when he was 20? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah. Construction worker. <laughs> yeah, I might have been upset too. <laughs> you want what? I was like, what is she saying? <laughs> This was more fun in the car. I let's go. Like, <laughs> I yeah, hold on a it was second. All, it was all fun and games. Yeah. Now we're in an apartment. I think we should slow down. <laughs> your mom's like, your mom's like, I want to make an army. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. an, an army of achy girls. <laughs> My goodness. All right. I've been doing this too long. Psoriatic arthritis is like, I'm like, oh, is that all? <laughs> I know. It sounds horrible, by the way. Um, <laughs> So what what is the, what is the arthritis like for you? And look at that segue. Um, it is the arthritis part isn't. It's not so much the arthritis. It flares up every once in a while, where you know my joints will hurt like in my hands. But and I had a like a knee flare up, but it really is the skin. Um, oh no, kidding! 
yeah, the psoriasis, the, in my scalp, it just like erupts. And if, you know, I'm on something for it, which is pretty much kept it away. Um, but if I'm not on, you know, some sort of, I forget what they're called, but, um, are you taking pretty, an injectable for it or what are you doing? Yeah. Yep. Cosentix. You, I was yeah. going to say you're injecting something and you forget what it's called. That's a type one right there. You're no, like, I, I don't know. I meant the type of drugs those are. Oh, like I oh, knew oh, what oh. I meant. Oh, oh, I see. You knew the brand name. You just didn't yeah. remember the, the technical term for them. I, she's like, whatever you put in front of me, I'll inject it. It doesn't matter. I take this stuff in a pump. Uh, it's supposed to help with my diabetes. I hear good things about it. What is the stuff called that you take for the arthritis? Sorry. Uh, Cosentix. Cosentix. Who yeah. names these things? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, oh my. And look at the spelling on this. This makes less sense than your name. <laughs> Cosentix. All right. So you, how often do you inject it? Uh, that's like a once a month. You do it at home or do you have to go to an office? No, I just do it. Yeah. And that keeps the flares down on your scalp. So the yeah. it, it, it's managing the psoriasis for you. And what about the joint pain? Uh, same. I haven't had any issues with that. No kidding. What are the reasons yeah. I wouldn't want to take Cosentix? Did they tell you? I think it's like, you know, you shouldn't take it if you're already sick, like that kind of stuff. It's like an immune suppressant. Mm -hmm. It says it's safe and effective for at least five years. How long have you been on it? Only one. Good for you. I was on Emerald before and that stopped working well. So, Gotcha. That sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just like, okay, I got the autoimmune jackpot in the family. No I kidding. Guess. What did you, hey, was that happening to you when you were younger? No, that's that, that, that's been a fairly, like in the last, I don't know, six or seven years. Since I think. you had kids or not, or longer? After. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh -huh, uh -huh. That's a raw deal, by the way, making a baby. Seriously, it uses up something. Let's be honest. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. it changes your whole body <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's not right it, it's absolutely not right I, I mean listen if there's a grand design and i think this probably proves that there isn't if there was why would it use up the mom <laughs> like, yeah right and 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 why like why and yeah. why would the sexy part go away for the ladies when <laughs> you know that's the only thing keeping the guy working <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the I know. Minute, yeah, I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, I, think it, I, think it's, I think it's a poor design at best. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm gonna share this with we, somebody. <laughs> you're gonna, you want me to share it with somebody? No, I mean, like, you know, spread this, spread the wealth here a little bit. Like, shouldn't just be one, you know, let's have the guy take some of this burden. Yeah, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, babies should be able to come out of boys, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be more fair. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I like when my wife says it, like I just gaslight her and I'm like, it wasn't that bad, but it looked terrible. <laughs> like it, was, it seemed horrible, you know, and uh, I was privately the whole time thinking like, thank God I don't have to do this. <laughs> I mean, thank God that's not me. <laughs> oh, my God. Just really, really upsetting. And um and then everybody's crying afterwards because they're happy. And I'm like, are they happy? Or are they just like, I can't believe I'm alive still. Look what just happened. You know, like Grateful to be alive. Uh, seriously. <laughs> How did I survive that? Yeah. No, no. I, I, again, it's unfair. If you put me in charge, I don't know who's in charge <laughs> that could put me in charge. If you did, I'd spread it out. Just like you said. Make everybody do it once. You know? That's so all. you know. That's all. <laughs> I don't know where I'd put a vagina, but I'm sure it would fit on my thigh or something. It, it would work out if we tried hard enough. Um...
Okay. On your head, under your hair, can you see it through your hair? You can sometimes see it. Like if it, it'll sometimes come like below the hairline and like behind my ears, like that Mm. area of my scalp. And I had it a couple other places, like, you know, random spot on my arm or, you know, that kind of thing. But painful. All of that's gone. No, just embarrassing. Annoying and embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Just incredibly itchy. And like, I, you know, so if I, you know, it's like biting your fingernails, it's like, uh, I'm like pretty, you know, I consider myself an anxious person and, uh, that's what I'd go to is just like, I'd like, you know, go out, go to my scalp if it was itchy, like, and mm-hmm. then it would just kind of progress from there. So have you ever tried something for the anxiety and does that hold the, the psoriasis back or no? It was, that's, that's funny. So I, I do take something for it and it had it I, a combination of the scalp getting better and the anxiety medication I think has just like made that so that it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. There's I, nothing I, to go after, you know, so I was going to guess anxiety later because Ooh. and I don't want to tell you why now because I don't want to make you okay. self-conscious. You want me to tell you <laughs> later? Sure. Or, or you're like, oh my God, what have I done in the last I know. What minutes? did I say? <laughs> it's not what you said. It's your speech pattern. Oh. You like, okay. you, uh, it, 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 through words. It's almost like your brain won't let you get the word out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, like okay. it's almost like your brain's like, there's probably a better idea here, or I shouldn't be saying this. Although you have no filter about the other stuff. <laughs> it's fascinating. And I'm trying to match your energy, but I got to be honest with you, it's kicking my ass. So I'm going to have to slow down a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, you have great. Am I slow? No, no, you have like, you have like, I'm just going to say, I I think I understand how your dad got your mom pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Are you and your mom alike? I'm going to tell you about one of the better decisions I made last year. I switched Arden's delivery of her diabetes supplies from where we were getting them to U.S. Med. And U.S. Med is more than edging out the service that we were getting from that previous company. Right from the comfort of your home or office, you can join over 1 million satisfied customers who rely on U.S. Med for courteous, knowledgeable, and trained customer care. And their representatives are going to keep you up to date with your medical and diabetic supplies, all delivered right to your door. USmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-721. 1514 to get your free benefits check right now. US Med features a litany of things that you're going to love. How about an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau? They accept Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. They carry everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Freestyle Libre 3, the Dexcom G6, and a little bird told me the Dexcom G7 coming very soon. They always provide you with 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. Better service and better care is what you're going to get when you go to usmed.com forward slash juice box. On top of all of this, USMed is now dispensing Novolog Insulin Aspart and Humalog Insulin Lispro through their pharmacy benefits. What are you waiting for? usmed.com forward slash juice box 888-721-1514. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems nationwide. They are the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash. They are the place we got Arden's Omnipod 5s from. 
US Med provides Arden with her Dexcom supplies. And they're the number one fastest growing tandem distributor nationwide. I mean, I guess I could say it again, but are you just already online getting it done? Are you even listening to me anymore? Or have you already called 888-721-1514? Don't like the phone? usmed.com forward slash juicebox. The other day I got an email from US Med and it said, are you, uh, you want some more supplies? Uh, I guess it was time. And I said, yes, I clicked the button and then they just showed up. You want to do it like that? It's pretty damn easy. usmed.com forward slash juicebox. Friends, my daughter has been using the Contour Next One blood glucose meter for some years now, and it is my personal favorite meter. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Why is it my favorite meter? It is easy to carry, to hold, has a bright light for nighttime viewing, and features second chance test strips. On top of all that, it's incredibly accurate. And isn't that the most important part? It is. But let me tell you about those second chance test strips. Say you uh, you get some blood out and you touch the strip to it, but it's not quite enough. Now, this is not to say that the strip requires a lot of blood because the sample really does not need to be very large at all. But for some reason, like you touch a little and I don't know, you, you sneeze. Now you have to go back and get more. Well, with most meters, you'd have to throw away that expensive strip and go again, but not with the Contour Next One. With the Contour Next One, you just get a little more blood, touch that strip back to it, and you get the same accurate result as you would have if you got all the blood the first time. Second chance test strip. On top of all this, if you go to my link, contournext.com forward slash juicebox, you'll see a big yellow button that says buy now. You can actually get your supplies online often for cheaper than it costs you through your insurance. You can buy a meter at Amazon, walmart.com, Walgreens, CVS, Meyer, Kroger, Target, Rite Aid, all at my link. Check it out, won't you? Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. This is a great website. It has a ton of information about a ton of their products. I'm here to tell you about the Contour Next One, but the website will tell you much more. I am not kidding. I am not gilding the lily. I am not making this up. The Contour Next One is hands down the best meter I've ever used. And it could be cheaper in cash than you're paying right now through your insurance. You owe it to yourself to check it out. There are links to Contour and all the sponsors in the show notes of the podcast or audio player you're listening in right now. And there are links at juiceboxpodcast.com if you can't remember, contournext.com forward slash juicebox. Oh my God, you're not supposed to ask women that question, right? (laughs) Sorry, I forgot. (laughs) I'm sure you're nothing like that woman. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? No, I love my mom. I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> but, but does she is she a little anxious? Does it come across like overbearing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love you, mom. I love you. I love you. But <laughs> at times, yes. Listen, <laughs> like let's... asking us a year in advance, like what our Thanksgiving plans are, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my wife has asked me every day for two weeks to make a hotel reservation for three months from now. <laughs> I was like, are you afraid the hotel won't be there? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not funny. Like, well, that's not true. We are laughing pretty hard. It's funny. But it's not (laughs) funny, like, personally, when you stop and think about it. Like, I try to think about what that must feel like. Yes. To, in January, start thinking, like, 
Wait, wait, we have to plan for Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving. Yes. Like what? Like Kelly asked me something the other night. I was like, I could be dead by then. Let us not think about that right <laughs> now. October. Like, yes. like yeah, she's like, what are you doing in October? It's January. I went, October. <laughs> I don't know. Um she's like, Well, I'm gonna go to this thing. And I'm like, I, I is that's like nine months from now, right? She's like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, have you looked at me? I'm unhealthy. <laughs> I don't feel like it's a good idea to plan that far out ahead. You know, like and what if I put I to- a deposit? And down? I totally understand. I mean, it's you know now it's like we're all you know all our kids are adults. We're all like have families, and she wants us all. You know, mm. she wants to see everybody, and like you know. But even when I was a kid, and so we would go back and forth between my dad's and her house, and like switch off you know, holidays, but like something might come up where, oh, this person's going to be at dad's house. I want to be there for Christmas. And like, you know, so I think that was always like, that was always a thing with her. Yeah, I understand. And yeah. it, listen, it's got to be a lot of stress. She made, how many could she have? Six? Mm-hmm. Holy hell. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, was that with just, I almost said with just two guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, just two. Just two. <laughs> yes. Okay. And so they are both still married to the same people that they remarried. Do your parents time. get along? Um, yeah. I yeah. imagine they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I it, I'm I've been very fortunate as far as that goes. They, you know, they they knew the reasons why it didn't work, but we're still able to, you know, hmm. make it work for us. Are you so. here to say that the secret to a happy marriage is a quick divorce? <laughs> and then just move on as fast as you can. And then be like, I never really had any time to really hate them. It's great. I still remember the stuff I liked about them. That's nice. Yeah. What a message of hope. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> but it's fun. It's funny because, you know, we're, even though it's um, like my mom will, I don't know, or my, my stepsister will comment on, you know, things that like my sis, my other, my sister on my other side. It's so confusing. Sorry. Like my half sister, my younger sister, like they know each other. They've, you know, been to family functions and like, so it's kind of, you know, both sides are very like, just, you know. If I was the child of the second dad, when I Mm. met your father, I'd think, oh my God, I was almost like that. (laughs) I seriously would. I'd think like if they just stuck together, I wouldn't be me. I'd be some version of whatever my sisters are. I would be fascinated yeah. by that. Oh, it is fascinating. Like, because they could not be more different personality wise, my dad and my stepdad. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like, how? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, your mom went to Jesus and teetotal, I would imagine, when she flipped the uh, switch, right? Or something like that? <laughs> not quite, oh. but just very like straight arrow, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're in New Hampshire, not Jesus. Like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. something woodsy. Don't go that far. Yeah, something woodsy or something. Um, uh, okay, so would you say that? Oh, I guess you had the Soriata came after the Type One. The Type One was thirteen. So tell me about. Yeah. Do you remember your diagnosis at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it was so. I I will also say that thirteen. I always contend this. So I. I sometimes write a blog too about, you know, my diabetes and I've said on the blog a few times, I think like, that's probably the worst age I can think of to get diagnosed with this as a, also a young female, like not wanting to be different or anything like that. But up to that point, I had some sort of like respiratory virus, like a couple months prior to my diagnosis. I remember going out to a restaurant with one of my friends because we had gone down 
something at her sister's college and I was drinking these free refills at Udo's like nobody's <laughs> business. And it was like regular soda, like in hindsight. Oh my God. Just, I couldn't get it. I couldn't drink enough. The last kind of major thing I remember, I was out with my dad and my sister and we were, we had gotten something at McDonald's or Burger King or something getting drinks. And they went in the store. I said, I want to stay in the car. I don't feel really, really that great. Mm-hmm. I had sucked down my drink and I was drinking like half of my sister's drink by the time she got back in the car. And she was like, so mad at me. Like you drank my drink. But I'm like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like I'm so thirsty. And then the following week, I just was like, I was literally bumping into walls. I was, uh, my vision was blurry. I was waking up in the middle of the night with um, Charlie horses because I was probably dehydrated at that point. So they brought me in to the doctor, to our regular doctor. And he said, I'm going to do a bunch of tests. I'm going to test for mono. And then I looked at the sheet on the way home in the car and it said uh, like glucose or whatever. And um, we didn't get results. He was going to have to call us with them. And then I remember the phone call because we had to like, he's like, you got to get into Boston right now. Because New Hampshire doesn't have a hospital. Well, so at the time I was living, I, I lived with my dad, actually. After my parents got divorced, like a couple years after that, I told my mom I wanted to move down to my dad's house. And um, so I lived down there with them, with my stepmother and my dad. And um, so he was my you know primary like parent. So they were the ones that like kind of. Oh, okay. You know, all, all through this whole, you know, diagnosis and then subsequent years, um, I, it was them. So, I mean, my dad was always a crazy driver, but he, I just remember like, oh my God, he's going really fast. <laughs> like he just drove so fast into the city to get me to the oh hospital. But when we, when I was taking Kelly to the hospital to have our first kid to have Cole, she's like, you can slow down a little bit. And I was <laughs> like, what? She's like, there are like speed bumps on this road. You're not oh even God. like acting like they're here. I'm like, well, you're going to have a baby. She's like, I'm going to have it in the car if you hit a speed bump like that again. And I was like, oh, okay. So, but I was uh, yeah. nervous myself. I understand. I'm I'm sorry. You're, I'm jumping around, but yeah. I don't care. Uh, why'd you move with your dad? I always, always, always felt close to my dad. I was like always right by his side. I never wanted to leave his side. When I go down there, we had like an every other weekend kind of arrangement up to that point. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning, I would wake up and start crying because I just didn't want to leave. And I, my mom at that point had had my next youngest sister was pregnant with the next sister. <laughs> um, it kind of felt like, okay, like she's moving on, you know, and, and uh, it, I felt a little lost in the shuffle. I remember actually like thinking that when I was that old and I'd go down to my dad's and um, I have two stepbrothers and a stepsister from my um, stepmother. And I mean, it was like, I was like the center of attention down there, you know, like little sister and they were much older than me. And uh, it just felt so much more um, about you. Yeah. 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 No, there's nothing wrong with that. You're a kid. Yeah. 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 Um, And I remember, you know, saying to my mom, I want to live with dad. And I mean, from like as a mom now, I don't really like we've talked about it here and there, but like, I don't know how she heard that (laughs) and also turned around and said, you know, after discussing it with my dad, of course, said yes, you know. Mm. Um, So she handled it well. 
to, from that, my to your recollection, yeah, she yes. held it in. She didn't be like, yeah. well, fuck you. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I know. Like, what? <laughs> you ungrateful yeah, eight-year-old. <laughs> get out. <laughs> Start walking. It's that direction. <laughs> like, no, I mean, or, she had, or was she crushed? Or And doesn't that bring up questions for you? Like, why isn't she upset that you want to leave? No, I, I mean, I think it, I knew it was a hard, hard decision. I knew it wasn't going to be like something easy. Yeah. Even then, you know, and I talked to my sister about this, uh, you know, a a lot uh, because she stayed and, you know, even if she wanted to come with me, (laughs) she felt like she needed to stay. Yeah. the, The, the initial ask puts everyone in a position. Yeah. Right. You're now leaving them and now your sister has to take sides and if yeah. she if she leaves too, she's taking your side, not your mom's side. Not real. I mean, not no, no, actually, but, but like, allegiance or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you want to call it. You know, and you yeah. feel like your mom's moving on from her previous life, and you're part of that life, right? So did it feel like she was moving away from you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It felt like like I don't know. We were like, <laughs> and this is not true, and I know this, but like that. Oh, that was a mess up. Like oh, that was like a mistake. Um, not that we were in the state, but like she didn't, she wanted this new, you know, yeah, this this life. I did this thing, it didn't work out. Now I'm gonna go do this thing, which is way better for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're part of the thing that didn't work out. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're 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 like a do over. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the over. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You're the you're the thing I throw away. After I, like, I start my drawing and I go, mm, that's not right. Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, and it can at least, I, I think I just crumbled off something I need. Um, but, um, but, um, but yeah, I, and not that that's really what was happening, but. No. Yeah, no, that's how it could feel. for a kid, yeah. Yeah. And I just, and really it was my closest with my dad. I mean, I. Um, like I remember one time I was down there with him and that we were going to the dump and I'm like, I'm going with you. And, and to the point where like, he tried to like get out of the truck to like put the, (laughs) put the trash in the, uh, you know, big dumpster thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like running after him. He almost shut the door on me because he was like, (laughs) I didn't even want to leave his side at the dump. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you're going to have to explain that for the rest of us who have our garbage picked up at our house. (laughs) The transfer station. <laughs> you have to take your trash somewhere. Yes. There's no. Well, we did not not anymore. But there's no state taxes then if that happens, right? Because what am I paying for exactly? If oh, if, there's still state taxes mm, in Massachusetts. That's <laughs> uh, you're supposed to live die or or live free or something. That or was die in at the Massachusetts. Dump. Oh, that was oh, okay. It's like two different worlds. <laughs> I see. You, you wouldn't even believe it. If someone said to me, "I have to take my garbage somewhere," I'd go. <laughs> No, I'm not doing that. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not. <laughs> so, like, someone better come take it. <laughs> um, it goes in your car. In the truck, yeah. Well, what if you don't have a truck? What if you're oh, dri- you're what's 1984? Yeah. What if I'm driving a Datsun? What do I do with it then? Trunk. But that's where my stuff is. No. Nope. Oh my god, that's horrifying! <laughs> that's the worst thing you've said so far since we've been on <laughs> the transfer station. I mean, your mom bailing on you emotionally, <laughs> and your dad drinking his way out to a new life, and your head on fire with itching and scabs. And I'm like, you had to do what with your garbage? 
Unbelievable. I know. Like, oh, my goodness. I'm not making up my <laughs> disdain for what you've said, by the way. <laughs> and I, by the way, I, I, uh, I crumbled up an invoice from Asensia, the people who make the contour next one, blood glucose meter. I might need them to send me another one. <laughs> Whoops. I'm just trying to make a point. <laughs> Let me just say contournext.com forward slash juice box. Thank you. Um, anyway, did you did you know Asensia makes the contour next one? I bet you didn't. I did because I listened to the podcast. Oh, thank you. And did you hear that, Asensia? Those ads aren't too expensive. Now, by the way, they've never said that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so afraid someone's going to actually listen to this thing one time and get me in trouble. Nice. <laughs> uh, I want to bitch about somebody else's podcast so bad, but I just hold it inside. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> I'll sound like a horror if I say what I want to say. <laughs> Nevertheless, please stop ripping me off. Okay, now we're just going to keep moving on now. Um, okay. So you're with your dad and yeah. you're diagnosed. He flies from the dump to the hospital. Mm. Does the hospital have to take their garbage to the dump? <laughs> like, wait uh, a minute. In Boston, no. Not in no. Boston. Okay. No. By the way, city. way to go earlier for the uh, New Hampshire Travel Council, the way you painted a picture of the fine cuisine at the Pizzeria Uno. That was really something. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be bringing all the people to the state. Free refills. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a little left of my COVID cough there. I apologize. Um <laughs> Okay, so uh, is he expecting this? Is anyone expecting this at no, all? No, no, like shock, shock. And now you have a and, stepmom trying to help you with it, as far and your dad. Yes, okay. yes, and I mean, they. It was 1992, uh, so oh my god, like the you know information was spotty at best yeah. <laughs> as far as like take this do this uh it was a lot of like feeding the insulin i was you know clear to cloudy like those you know mixing the insulins and but a total shock and also it was stressful because so and i can't remember if this was before or after but it must have been close to the diagnosis but my dad got laid off that year um, and so I don't know what the insurance situation was between my dad and my mom and who, you know, whose insurance I was covered under. But I remember overhearing a conversation about Cobra and having to pay out of pocket for stuff. And so I was so worried, like, oh, my God, like now I'm causing more stress because my dad doesn't have a job and I just got diagnosed with this thing that's expensive. And mm. so I had, I definitely had an awareness of that. I also, I think this goes back to me moving down there, but I think I was like, I always wanted to like, you know, be the daughter that didn't cause a problem or like, you know, I, you know, I, I make the, make this decision, like make people happy that they made this decision, you know, like not regret it. Yeah. Like, Oh, you know, like, so a lot of that was in the, you know, doing good in school and that kind of stuff. And like perfectionist, like stuff came in with that. Um, and so with the diabetes that, you know, kind of all just, you know, came. Mm. Charles, can I ask together. you a question? Yeah. Are you the person that made the Christmas ornament of me? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I just figured that out now. I, I almost said something at the beginning. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I'm the ornament lady. <laughs> oh my God. So. <laughs> 
Let's walk through that before we talk about your type one, okay. because we're going to talk about fatigue and burnout. I know people are like, can you get to a topic? I'm getting to it. Just calm down. The lady's got a screwed up life. We want to hear about it. Okay. So, um, sorry, your life's fine. <laughs> Everybody has a story. You're fine. It's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. I don't know what's wrong today. It's the end of a long weekend. I think I have to still record three more times. And I'm oh, losing my, my God. Mind. That's so much. I'll on be Friday? Fine. One of them's about Tidepool, which by oh. the time someone hears this will be six months ago. But the Tidepool mm-hmm. app mm-hmm. was, I think, cleared by the FDA. I forget exactly yes. what the word is. And I want to interview them so that my interview is up before anybody else's. Mm-hmm. So I hustle yeah. around for stuff yeah. like that. Anyway, so there's this moment. It's a weirdness for me. Yeah. You'll understand. Uh, in the private Facebook group, a person, turns out it's Charles, is like, hey, I made this. And it's a clothespin and felt. These are your mediums. Am I right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Christmas ornament of me in a bold with insulin t-shirt holding like a Dexcom or something. It's like your phone. Like it's, your, it's oh. the Dexcom app on like an iPhone. Thank you. Look at you. You're, You're like, no, that's not what it is. It's a phone. <laughs> I'll tell you I exactly what it is. very hard on it. Okay. And it's... <laughs> First of all, I love it because it makes me look thin. That's the first thing. <laughs> because, you know, clothespins are straight. So I was like, oh, <laughs> finally, this is the way I was supposed to look. I could have added some bulk, but. No, if you <laughs> would have, I'd have deleted your post. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just want to be clear about that. I would have been like, ladies trying to make me look fat on a clothespin. I would have just clicked right <laughs> no, off of it. So I got, I got caught in this situation because. When you're moderating a Facebook page, you can't let people sell things on it because right. it just turns into a, like a swap meet. And I, that would right. ruin what it is, right? Yes, yes. So no yes. matter what. And there are times it's tough. There are people like, you know, my house burned down. Oh, right. You know, yes. and I want to put mm-hmm. up a thing. And I'm like, you can't. Like, this can't yeah. turn into a – it can't turn into this, you know. Yes. And I don't let anybody sell anything. You put that up and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, she could sell that. That's fine. <laughs> That's why I asked you first because I was like, "This is what people was are going to laugh say? so hard." Though <laughs> I do, no, I just wanted people to see it at first, and then people are like, "I want one." <laughs> well, first of all, I guarantee you sold more than you've ever sold in your life, right? Like of these, what, am I wrong? No, I made like eight, and then I had to make more. <laughs> yeah, and I have mine is hanging in front of me right now from like a light <laughs> thing that's behind my monitor. I'm right now I'm facing away from me. I don't know why. Don't be shy, Scott. Turn around. Hold on. It's just, it's adorable. And um, and I, uh, you sent me one. Actually, that was funny. Like, uh, for a while, I was like, is she going to offer to send me one? Because this is getting strange. I don't want to have to buy it. And, uh, and so you sent me one, which was very nice. And it comes out of the box. It comes out of the box. And I hold it up. And I think it was Arden who said, oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I actually wanted to know what Arden's reaction was. It was either her or my son. Then everyone mocked me unmercifully. It went on for a while. My son went down that road of like, this lady's going to kill you. You know, she's going to find you and she's going to stab you in the face. And and then we don't decorate our Christmas tree with ornaments anymore. We used to. We used Mm -hmm. to be people who were like just every ornament we ever had, like from when the kids were little, like it it looked like a... It's just a terrible looking tree. And and one day, a few years ago, Arden was like, can we like make the tree look nice? And that was hurtful, you know? And um, my wife's like, what do you want to do? And she went out and bought this fat red garland and 
I think two different color balls. And she's like, mm. just wrap it with the garland and then hang the balls in the thing. Mm-hmm. And, this and that's was like, it. And that was it. That's yeah. all that happens. Now we're not allowed to do anything else because she, yeah. that's what the tree is supposed to look like now. But I still hung mine on the tree. Nice. Oh, I was the only ornament? I also took a lot of crap for that too, by the way. <laughs> so These um, things have taken on a life of their own. This, ch- this whole ornament, like the whole Etsy, like, I mean, my whole, whatever. It's blown up and I love it. I I'm so I'm a creative person, but there's something about like, I'll do a couple craft shows a year, which is like, I mean, whatever. Uh, but it's more me, like me seeing people's reactions to what I made. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, we just like sit there and laugh at them. And like that to me is like worth whatever time it takes me to make it or whatever, well, you know, I, I, first of all, uh, being serious, I was touched because I I was standing around. There were we had people in our home. It was Christmas. My mom's there. Excuse me, not my mom. My brother's there. My sister in law's there. We had already jettisoned my mom to Wisconsin, and um and you know we had people over, and my brother goes, "What is that?" And I said, "Oh, it's an ornament. Someone who listens to the show sent me." And his wife goes, "What?" And I said, "A person who listens to the podcast sent this to me." And she's like, give me that. And she's looking at it. I think it was the first time that they were like, wait, people listen to that podcast? <laughs> and and do something yeah. with it? Well, they started looking at me different. My brother's like, go over this with me. And I'm like, okay. He's like my youngest brother. And so, like, we're talking about it. And he goes, so it's like, it really reaches people. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, and they like you? And I was like, why does this hurt when we're talking about it like this? <laughs> Uh, but but no, it was, it was like a nice moment. So the thing the ornament really did for me was it allowed my uh, immediate family to mock me unmercifully. So I really <laughs> appreciate that. But yes. it, I had a conversation like for the first time with my brother and my sister-in-law about like what I do. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it was nice. It brought us together yes. for a couple of minutes. It was very nice. Well, and I don't know if this is jumping ahead, but it also like for me, it was like I wanted you to know how much this podcast meant to me. Like – so it was like, you know, it, it reciprocated, you know, in a different way. But I was so grateful <laughs> for the podcast and being able to find this body of work that just has resonated with me so oh. much. Well, thank you um, so much. Yeah. I I, I believe that uh, when you say it. it. If a couple of months ago I would have ended up bound and covered in felt. <laughs> I would have thought and oh, a glue gun. Yeah, this is this is the plot Whoops. of a bad CBS <laughs> police drama. But um, yeah, I, I, I didn't, told I, you it wasn't cake pops. I promised I wouldn't send you cake pops. I didn't know if this was going to be a Dexter thing or a nice thing. It ended up being a very nice thing. <laughs> I, there's a part of me that thought I was going to be in a clean room. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here's how it ends. That's fine. <laughs> well, so anyway, be, being serious, like it was, it was really lovely, and I appreciate it very much. Um, and it. It it was it was a pleasure to let you tell other people about them and but it was weird because like I think everybody on the Facebook group understood they were like he doesn't let people sell anything in here but what is he gonna do about it? like can you imagine if you showed me this and I was I like lady fuck off <laughs> like you would have been like whoa my god why is he so mean <laughs> yeah, my god I put a smile on the on the clothespin I should have put a little frown on it 
And um, yeah, so I, I I had no recourse, I guess. Actually, jealous is what I'm saying. No, like, it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, and uh, I was not damned at all. It was just like there would have been no way for me to say no and felt like a human being. I guess I would have. The people that reached out to me though to say like I or just you know bought it like there's there's other Scots hanging on other people's trees from here on out like isn't that weird to you like but in a good way it's all weird to me the whole thing you have to <laughs> there's a suspension of you ever heard a suspension of disbelief they tell oh, you yeah. if you go to yes. a movie you gotta like pretend like it's possible to fly through space and shoot like yes. Chewbacca and stuff and um that exists a little bit when you're making the podcast. Yeah. Like you I have to suspend that. the idea that that it's happening. That right yes. now, like like right now, okay, Charles, somebody is gardening and listening to this. Mm-hmm. But we recorded yeah. it six months ago. Mm-hmm. And right. and I'm I don't have any notes in front of me. I mean, I think it's kind of clear that 30 minutes in, I was like, Are you the lady that made the ornament? Like, you know, <laughs> so you know, I'm, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I had no idea about your parents or that I'd spend 15 minutes being like, please explain to me the lives of alcoholic 20-year-olds who get married <laughs> when they're pregnant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know any of that was going to happen. And like yesterday when I was recording, I was in the middle of doing some stuff with my mom's health and I had been let down by a couple of doctors. Mm. And this person I was recording with started talking about some of the troubles they had with their diabetes stuff and i just kind of went off for like 10 minutes mm. like i was oh because yeah just pissed at and i said i know i said something that i'm gonna regret later <laughs> um and, I, and i'm just gonna repeat it here so i um i said something about like i i think i i think i said there are days i wonder how i'm successful at what i do and then there's days i look at everybody else and i realize oh it's not that hard to beat them <laughs> and 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 that's a mean, terrible thing to say. But I was in context of watching doctors just so not take their job seriously in regards mm-hmm. to my mom. Yeah. And I just I'm like, why can't people just work hard? Like, yeah. like you've got the job, like do it. I do yeah. this job, I break my ass making this thing. Right. 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 Like just kind of like and if it's not what you want to be doing right now, that's not my fault. It's not my yeah. mom's fault. You know, yeah. like uh, it's 2023 and somehow the internet has turned doctors into people who go look at you and go, what would you like to do? What would I like to do? Uh, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> what? Yeah. You don't know more than me and Google? Great. Oh. Like, like, and so I, I got very upset. <laughs> like, you know what's, you yeah. know what's frustrating to me though about people not doing their job or doing doing a good job at their job is that when they're part of their job is working with people. It's one thing if you're doing like data entry, right. And you're, you know, it's going to affect maybe like some outcome of the company, but not a person necessarily. But when you're directly talking to people or like in my profession, I'm a teacher. I mean, I, my whole point is to connect with my students mm-hmm. not, you know, enter data or their, you know, what their grade is. And that's like the last thing I worry about, right? Yeah. Is that when when that's part of your job and you can't even do that well, it's like, what are you doing here? They're dragging <laughs> my mom to testing that she doesn't need. Yeah. And they're telling us scary things. Like my mom's got an infection. She's 80, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. She's a little spacey now from the infection. And it's clearing up, and every day you see her getting better. 
And one day they said, well, you know, like she's had cancer. So we just want to do some images and make sure I'm like, we're like, that's fine. Do that. Like, let's make sure her cancer is not back. Right. Hmm. And um, it's not, by the way. And and she's coming out of this CT scan. And some technician says, I think she just had a seizure. She's 80. She's in the middle of a crisis, and she got a faraway stare on her face for five minutes. Uh. And now we spend the next four days dragging her around to hospitals to get uh. these different scans. And we're all like, she didn't have a seizure. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's saying it. I'm like, look at this. This is what's happening to her. Here's what happens when this happens. It completely mm. explains this. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I'm like, in a couple of days, if you clear her infection, she's going to be better. And... And they're like, well, we think she had seizures. So I'm like, my mom's had a seizure disorder her whole life. Whatever you see in her brain is from yes. 50 yeah. years ago. And it's explainable. Yeah, yeah. And they're, and so instead of doing the obvious thing, they did the thing that they could bill Medicare for, I imagine, and drug her, literally drug her from hospital to hospital. Because mm-hmm. they're like, we don't have the machine here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. Put my 80-year-old mom in a bus and drive her across Wisconsin. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. And, you know... And then, of course, as the days pass, my mom starts getting better because the infection's clearing up, like we all said. As predicted. (laughs) Yeah. And then the guy says, well, what do you want to do? And I thought, I told you what I wanted to do four (laughs) days ago, and you didn't give a shit. And now that we've all made, I guess, $150,000 off of my mom, like, like, you know, and now now it's up to me? (laughs) And I was like, are you, I'm not even there. It's, you're a doctor. Like, yeah. do better than this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, anyway, the, I got very upset while I was recording with somebody yes. else. <laughs> I apologize. No. I apologize <laughs> to all of you. I'm not doing better than you because I'm working harder. I was just very mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know if I'm doing better than anyone else. I just mean I'm successful at this thing I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just imagine that part of that is to do with hard work. And, you know, and in the time when sometimes you don't feel like working hard and you just do it anyway. Yeah. Like, for instance, have you, did you enjoy the Gvoke Hypopen episode where I explained the Hypopen? Did you hear that one by any chance? I did not. Well, if you go back and listen to it, you'll remember that while I was doing it, I had a hundred and like one degree fever and I was sweating in a pile. (laughs) You'll never know when you heard it. I, I I sat here and I held myself together and I did what I was supposed (laughs) to do. And at, at the least the doctor could do is like, I mean, why don't you check Google? Why am I in charge? Right. Of it? You know what I mean? Right. Anyway, this is unfair to you. I, no, I apologize. So, um, I get it. <laughs> so fatigue and burnout was a big part of what you wrote about. You, oh, yeah. you know, you've had yeah. diabetes for 30 years and you, you said you have ways to combat these, uh, to combat yeah. these things. And I was wondering what you've learned over that time. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's funny. Like I, I have to catch myself because it feels like it's been more of a struggle than not over these 30 years. Um, but I'm wondering if that's not actually true, um, where the struggle parts seem just more overwhelming than all of the things that I have actually been successful at with my diabetes because I've done so much. But usually it's like around a goal, like, oh, I want to run a half marathon. So I've got to, you know, get my diabetes together in order to do that, you know, kind of idea. Uh, But I almost wonder if like my default or maybe, I don't know, I think the the major thing that I've learned, because when I think back on the times that I've been most successful with my diabetes is when I'm connected to myself or with some 
diabetes community. Like when I was pregnant, um, I had this online group of moms. Oh my God, we were in a forum. It was like, you know, these old before Facebook, you know, Mm -hmm. um, these old Delphi forums. And we all were, do you know, trying to do this and have diabetes and get pregnant and have babies. And I made connections with some of those women that I still am, you know, in contact with, you know, it's kind of switched over to Facebook, but I wouldn't have been able to get through that without that community. Or when, you know, I ran, uh, reached the beach, it was like a Ragnar like relay. Um, and we were in a van with, it was a, you know, JDRF team and the van was full of people with type one. So it was like, you know, we all went and got all the, you know, low snacks together and like, didn't have to like explain, like, you got to pull the van over. (laughs) Like it was just, you know, it was so empowering for me to see other people doing this and being successful at it and, or just, you know, doing it too, um, alongside what I was trying to do. And I think, you know, trying to set those goals for myself is good, but I think that's where the podcast came in because, so last year I hit my 30th anniversary, diversary, whatever, and it was April 8th. And I usually, when I hit those, I'm like, all right, awesome, good job. Or I'll like, you know, write a blog post. It's like what I've learned over the 25 years. And it's sort of like a, you know, go me, good job for some reason. And I don't know if it was just like build up from COVID stuff, like just, you know, I was remote teaching. That was a whole other thing. Like I was burnt out like in general and I hit that 30th anniversary and I, I didn't have that same like rah, rah. I was actually like, this is exhausting. I'm (laughs) just friggin' tired of this. 30 years is a long time to do anything. Like I started thinking like people retire when they're, you know, when they've gone 30 30 years years working, like, you know, like uh, it's, this is a long ass time to do this. Um, And it felt more like defeat than anything else. And I just spiraled. I was just in a hole. I mean, probably a, I mean, it was bad. I wasn't taking care of myself. I just was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm just want to be done with this for a while. Mm -hmm. And I'd felt that before. And I'd go through periods of, you know, kind of spiraling or sabotaging or whatever. And it was really the podcast that, that pulled me out of that. Oh, it's amazing. And I, I don't remember, I think it was, so I was on a, um, like a type one running um, Facebook group. And somebody had asked like, what do you guys listen to when you're running? And that was one of the things that like, all these people were like, you got to listen to the juice box pod- podcast. And I started listening to it and I just sort of like cherry picked. I was drawn to the after dark episodes actually, because that was like, I don't know why I was so like, oh my God, I can't believe that like someone's talking about this stuff, like, and how the diabetes could factor into it. And it was like, whoa, I was so blown away that like, this was not a taboo thing or any of them. It didn't matter. And also the mental health stuff, the episodes with Erica have been um, just so good for me. And I think the thing about the podcast is that like before I'd have to like, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, uh, race and find people that are in a similar situation as me. And then the race is over and I'm like, okay, now what? (laughs) With the podcast, it's just like, it's this perfect passive way for me to stay connected. Like 
I don't even like I I see on the Facebook group all the time people are like I'm almost through all the episodes and like they want to I mean their kids are newly diagnosed they want to just like you know take all the information that they can and like binge it and I'm like no no <laughs> I'll, it's all there for me. Like I'm waiting, you know? So when I need it, it's just there. Yeah. That's really Um, interesting because so, okay. So having a goal is the best mm, thing is the best thing for you. Yeah. I think the most direct kind of like to pull me out of it is to be like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You have to do X, Y, and Z in order to get there. And then I can slowly kind of get back to that. Mm -hmm. And, 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 is there anything about the 30th, like in your realization that things sometimes don't even last this long, that made it feel like you had gotten to the end, except somebody told you to keep going? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it almost feels like somebody set up a race for you, and you ran through the tape at the end, and they oh, were yeah, like, keep yeah. going, it's not over. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and you're like, but my feet hurt, I'm done now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And they were like, no, you're not. Keep going. Yeah. 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 And it's like this, you know, I've I've heard other people's stories on the podcast, and it's like almost like this club of of us, you know, that are in this range of how how long we've had it and when we were also diagnosed and like, you know, learning curve wise as far as like technology coming in and adapting to that and mm-hmm. and um old habits and old information that's either irrelevant or wrong and trying to, you know, kind of navigate through all of that and make it so that it does make sense. Because that was my frustration for so long is that none of this made sense. You know, the things that the doctors were telling me to do. And then when my blood sugar would be 400 anyway, I was like, well, yeah. Well, there's so many things changing, and and the one thing that doesn't change is the day you were diagnosed and mm. and where you jumped into the story. Yeah, you know, and and it's very hard to stay flexible and you know, I mean, almost elastic, right? Like you you mm. need to be able to do today what you need to do to the best of your ability and to the best of what's available, and then you need to be able to stay flexible enough to look up one day and go. Well, everyone's doing that now. Yeah. And, and they're talking yeah. about A1Cs like two points lower than mine. And yeah. I got to go find out what that is right now. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because you still have to take care of yourself in that day. And it's it's not easy. And then it yeah. just never ends. Yeah. And I think about that for Arden too. There are days when she's just like doing her homework. It happened yesterday. She's like, I'm like texting her. I'm like, I need you to calibrate your Dexcom. Mm. And she just didn't answer me. And, you know, later I was like, hey, I don't love your your pump site. I don't think it's doing what we want it to do. Or the Dexcom's not calibrated, right? We need to figure out which one did not answer me. And then I talked to her later in the day, and she was just head down doing her homework all afternoon. She just wanted to, I think she just didn't have enough time to think about everything she had to think about. Yeah, yeah. And and, and she gave away the diabetes for a couple of hours to to do it. Yep. And if I brought it up, she was like, I'm not, you can't get me to think about this right now. And that's where um, it has to be like, a, you know, just to, for that, you know, that time frame. like, okay, I did that and now I have to get back to it. Whereas with me, sometimes that would then snowball into like, nope, that's, it's still more important. It's still, you know, these 10 other things are still more important. And then I'd go to, you know, I'd go down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm where I 
I'm the variable. Like I had this realization listening to the podcast. Um, you know, I used to just put all the put all of it on the diabetes. Like the diabetes is, you know, doesn't do the same thing every day. You know, it's this, it's that, it's unpredictable, and it's really me. <laughs> I'm the variable. You know, I'm the one who gets in my own way. Um, that you know will create difficult. I just make it harder. And I don't, I'm not really entirely sure why I do that, whether it like validates this struggle for me or something. I don't know. I, I don't really know. Yeah. But where the diabetes is what it is and it's the information and what you do with it. And that's the variable part and all the other, you know, stuff, external things that obviously come into it and exercise and, you know, all the, those things, but it's, it's not the diabetes. It's it's me, um, or it's the person with it, you know, as far as what they're bringing into each of those days and whether they're able to, you know, kind of say like, I need to do this homework right now, <laughs> um, or I need to grade these papers right now, then I'm going to check my blood sugar. I mean, hmm. well, I, I mean, it, this is not different by the way, for other parts of life, people ignore it. Right. But right. So we're task oriented animals and we need things to do. And when you stop having things to do or things become so commonplace that mm. it doesn't feel like you're completing a task, you, you become like rudderless almost. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, and you can spiral. It's, you know, as crazy as it sounds, the reason a lot of the social media is so popular, right. And, and I don't know if you've like watched some of the documentaries, but scrolling and liking, mm it actually makes you feel like you've accomplished something. Yeah. <laughs> it, no kidding. It hits that center of your brain that says, yes. I did a thing. I yeah. opened up my app and I completed it. I yes. went through my feed. I I judged things. Checked on people. <laughs> I checked on people. I made yeah. sure the world's still okay. Whatever mm -hmm. crazy mm -hmm. thing your brain tells you about that. Yeah. And But anyway, like scroll, scroll, tap, tap. Scroll, scroll, tap, tap. That makes you feel like you did something. Yeah. And it gives well, you the same feeling as if you would have went out, worked a full day, made a bunch of money and took care of your family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because so uh, currently I'm sitting here not at work because I and I did post about this, but uh, I broke my leg on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did you do that for? Of course. Go into the dump? I'm just kidding. Nope. <laughs> it's not. I wish <laughs> that would be a better story. I just fell off a step stool getting sober. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you it's fell funny. off you can, a step stool? You can oh my God, right? It's like uh, two steps. That's embarrassing. I'm not gonna lie to you. Did you lie to the doctor? <laughs> I would have said something cool. I'd been like, he hit me. But <laughs> <laughs> that one I would just pointed at my by the way, if you don't know my wife and I, I definitely would have pointed to my wife and been like, She hit me and I fell. <laughs> No, my, my it, wife cut herself on a mandolin <laughs> once. And the doctor said, "What happened?" And she oh. said, "Defense wound." <laughs> I uh, wish. Yeah. I wish it was a better story, yeah. but it's forced me to. I literally have to sit here, <laughs> and I am not a sedentary person. And I, you know, I'm very active. Even you know, I mean, I teach, but then I'm like walking. You know, when mm. I get home, or I'm running, or I'm you know, my husband and I walk on the trails around our house every weekend. And, you know, yeah. so I'm literally having to sit here and not ha have anything to do, but stare at my pump all day. <laughs> and 
I'm like, so my blood sugars have been amazing. Because <laughs> like, I am like micro adjusting really all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn into your own algorithm. You're like, yeah, no, no, exactly. no, 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 no. <laughs> like, this is the early part of the podcast when the guy was like, you could just set a temp basil and do this. And like, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's really been eye-opening for me, like forcing me to not have any of those things to have to do. I can't mm-hmm. drive my kids to where they need to go. I can't be the taxi. I, you know, I'm literally just sitting here. <laughs> wow. How long do you have to be like that? So I needed surgery. I broke it in three places. Oh my God. Uh, oh yeah. It's, Wait, was, I did the, it. was the step stool next to a hill? Like what do you, it was um, my tile floor, I think had something to do with it, but wow. this is so gross. So when I fell, I was like saying goodbye to my daughter. She was going down the stairs. They were going to go get Starbucks and come home. And, and so I said goodbye. And then I went to go get down to the step stool. And I just, I felt like I flew in the air or something. <laughs> but I, the way I landed, when I rolled over to look, my foot was going the wrong way. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I looked at it for like a split second. I And she turned around and she saw it. I mean, So, because at first I was like, did I imagine that? And she was like, no, your foot was sideways. So I, in my mind, like willed it somehow to like move back Mm -hmm. because I said, that's not right. It needs to go back. Um, And when I did that, I just heard crunching. Oh Oh, my God. God. Yeah. So um, we we could have finished (laughs) with your dad's alcoholism. I didn't realize. Oh my God. Oh, I I needed surgery. Yeah. (laughs) You think? How bad was it? Pain? Did your brain like block the pain or were you? Oh, I thought I was going to pass out. Yeah. I, oh my God. It was just this like searing, mm. uh, like nothing I'd ever experienced before. I sliced my whole hand open one time and um, like I'm looking at the, the scar still. It goes from halfway mm. down my thumb all the way into the base of my palm. Oh. And it was deep. And oh. um, I I did it at work and I had, I was working with a childhood friend's brother. And while I waited for the ambulance, I remember saying to him, Jim, I need to put my head on your chest. Oh, my God. Don't let me pass out in front of these people. Oh, oh. And and he's like, yeah, yeah, you'll be okay. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be okay. Oh. <laughs> it hurts mm. so bad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel for you. That's terrible. Did And you ruined the Starbucks run. Am I correct? Oh, yeah. That was, a, that was out of the question. <laughs> you got a bunch of uncaffeinated teenagers no, trying to yeah. help you. <laughs> my dad was here. Oh, oh, God. I scared him so bad. No kidding. <laughs> Oh my god! So they oh, and so surgery pins like Ugh, plates. Yes, three screws, three screws in a plate. Did they say that that was uncommon? What happened to it? So, from what I understand, bilateral breaks are pretty common when you fall like that. But trilateral, what I did, um, is not. So I'm not sure. I think mm. it had to do with me put like you know the dislocation when I put it back. Yeah. I broke more than uh, was already uh, broken. Right, right, that's enough. So um, <laughs> are you going to be able to go back to running ever? Or are you going to need to think of something else to keep you from plunging well, so down the rabbit hole is, of despair? This is so ironic. Um, for Christmas this year, my husband got me a Peloton off Marketplace. I was so excited. <laughs> like, so excited. I had already done it a few times. I'd done it that morning even. So I think I'm going to be doing a lot of Pelotoning, which yeah. is fine with me. I think mm-hmm. I was really like, I was kind of getting fatigued with the running too, burnt out, you know, whatever. So um, I did ask though, because eventually I do want to do what I had kind of set out to do originally, which was eventually run Boston, which is like huge. Right. right. And 
I do, I think still eventually want to do that. I mean, she, the, the doctor was like, you know, you, you certainly can. It's just, you know, listening to your body and how willing you are to, you know, risk re-injury doing that. And I'm going to be totally freaked out about that. Yeah. You have to get stronger and and do a lot of other things. You should make a Christmas ornament of yourself with a, like a crooked (laughs) leg. Actually, With a dislocated foot. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't do that. That's really it's a misstep. Oh, no pun intended on the misstep, but it was a, it was a misstep of you not to do that while you were sitting around, like you on the floor with the stool like off to the side, oh. and your leg is just going in six directions. Would have been genius. I'm sorry I wasn't there to counsel you on that. Really, I'll really. that. Oh my God, brilliant. I'm always taking ideas. So. Oh, and then you could then make your dad like staring in horror and all your kids and like make like a manger scene of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Christmas and just like, it's like a relief, like whatever. Like, and then Christmas you just hang Eve. it up every year. Like, like seriously, you're like, I, I, I'm on to something. Christmas Eve 2022. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you should allow people to commission you to make up moments of their life in clothespin oh. ornaments that they can hang on their trees. Uh, I, oh I, I think we can expand your business. This yeah, is really a good idea. For sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the time the dog <laughs> farted and everybody blamed mom. And there's like little ornaments depicting it. And people could tell stories around the tree. Oh, my God. This is brilliant. <laughs> anyway, I didn't even know they made cl- uh, wooden clothespins anymore until you sent me that. I was like, they I know. still make those? No, it's, and it's also the ones that I'm using, they're this, they're discontinued. So I, I don't imagine. know what will happen after that. Yeah. I need to find another. My dryer that. senses humidity and runs until it's done. <laughs> <laughs> no need for these anymore. My neighbor still hangs her sheets. Oh, I, I love the smell of that. We have a clothesline at our cottage and I just, I love drying things. She does it because she's cheap, I think. I hope she doesn't listen oh. to this. I think she just <laughs> Can you imagine if she listens? I think her husband might. I take the whole thing back. Oh I meant the neighbor God. on the other side. Don't worry. It's not you. It's not you. It's fine. It's the other lady that lives. No one knows where I live out. except for the lady with the the chocolate balls and this lady. It's fine. <laughs> no one knows who it is. You're fine. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine if someone knocks on my door one day and was like, I hang those sheets up because I like the way they feel after the air dry, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Not cheap. <laughs> be hilarious. I, I was listening to a really big podcast the other day. Like, uh, let me be clear. This podcast downloads in the 96th percentile of mm-hmm. all podcasts. Okay. There are mm-hmm. only 4% of podcasts oh that do God. better than mine. But 2% of them make me look like I am I have a hobby. Okay. <laughs> and, and so um, on one of those, I heard a host talking about like their kid's friend and it wasn't pleasant and i'm like aren't they gonna know that's them (laughs) i was stunned like it stopped me in my tracks i'm like that that lady you're talking about (laughs) she knows she knows it's her (laughs) you're calling her crazy i'm not saying she's not crazy but i'm saying she now knows that you everyone and and like by the way none of us know who she is it's just her <laughs> and probably five or six other people that live in the neighborhood. But the point, <laughs> the point is, I was really thrown by that. Like, it was one of those moments where you wanted to look up and go, do you mean to say that right now? Like Did earlier you know when I said I'm recording? successful because I work harder than other people. <laughs> like I should definitely take that out. <laughs> like, you know, and, um, but I, it was like one of those moments where I was like, oh my God, like, I don't think you're supposed to do that. 
you know? So anyway, freaked me out, but no, you should do that. You should, you should let people give you like life moments and you can depict yes. them in clothespin art. Yeah. yeah. But be honest, once your legs fixed, you're going to get moving again and not oh, have God, as much yeah. time for that. Yeah. 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 How did that do? Did it pay a make a mortgage payment for you or anything, or did the clothespins not come through? Should I have asked for a cut? <laughs> no, I gave I gave half the proceeds. I made a donation to where to me. Yes. Oh hell, I used that money on good stuff. Don't worry. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> did you? Re- oh, I do remember that. Look at you. You're like you don't remember. Then why did I give you the goddamn money? No, I do remember. Sorry, I bought Christmas presents with it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Well, good. good. And move my kids to, to, I don't think I should say where my kids live after I just made that thing. (laughs) But uh, my son had to move pretty far away and we helped him get started and stuff like that. So, you know, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It was honestly one of the sweetest things anyone's ever done (laughs) that I've been made fun of for. So my, I, I wish you should make, here's an idea. Okay. Make an ornament of me holding an ornament of me while my family stands around me pointing, laughing, and being shitty to me in general. That would be so easy to do. Oh, uh, seriously, that would be it. Like, just send me a (laughs) tiny ornament. I'll put in the hand of this one or whatever, however you do it. A bigger one, maybe. I don't know how you would handle it. And and just everyone looking at me somewhere between, like, what in the hell is happening? They're like open mouth, like just, just a little like, yep. Yeah. Yep. You're going to get killed. There's one of those faces in there. And then the <laughs> other one was like, this is embarrassing. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's lovely. And then they're like, no, it's not. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. And stop <laughs> acting like it's nice. <laughs> but I was, I was actually, I'm not going to lie. At first I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> I know. Like I was like, okay, this is, this could go. Either way. Well, I mean, it went both ways. <laughs> I, 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 I was sort of like your parents. Part of me went in one direction and part of me went in the other. <laughs> so I was, I was, I should get points for that joke. Seriously, is there not a bell that should ring when I'm horrible and funny at the same time? Um, but, but no, seriously, it was, it was, um, it was at first, it was, I don't want to call it off putting, it was odd. And then I was like, this really is very nice because I put myself in your shoes finally. I did what Jesus says to do. <laughs> I, I thought this is a person who feels such a, a a wonderful like attachment to what I've done that they're trying to say thank you, mm, and yeah. and this is the way they're doing it, and that's wonderful. And I hung it right on my Christmas tree, so thank mm. you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. I seriously yeah. do. I know we've. I don't even know what this has been. Like I, <laughs> it's gone all over the place. Well, somehow we <laughs> actually covered that you're supposed to work hard at things. And it keeps you focused and it helps you be healthy. Yes. But I don't think we came right out and said it. No. No. But you should take that from this. You should take from this that um, you're lovely. New Hampshire (laughs) needs a better trash system. I... Yeah, I, I wanted to yell at a doctor, but instead instead just yelled at Rasheen while I was recording with her yesterday. <laughs> P- poor woman did nothing. I wasn't really mad. It was like I I was waiting for her to go like I'm not the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> yeah. And then um and then I, I made myself look bad. I know I did that for sure. But but I seriously think if the takeaway from this episode isn't that, oh my god, they still make clothespins, y- you have to have a goal, like always. Not just like big goals that take years to get to, but you should have some daily goals. You should have yes. some weekly goals. You should have some monthly goals. You should make them attainable. Yeah. Because yep. your brain 
likes it when you do good things. It's like when you write down on the to-do list, like something you know you've already done just so you can check it off. That's insane. Do you do that? Yes. Oh, Chalice, I'm sorry. (laughs) So you're saying to me. one thing. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. It's a momentum. You're making making a to-do list. And you realize that just recently, in the last six hours, you've accomplished one of the things that you would have put on the to-do list had it not been done already. So you write it down and then draw a line through it. I'm going to guess that's more common than I want to believe. <laughs> or I'll think of something that I did and like just add it to the list and like, oh, yep, I did that. Check it off. That's pretty fucked up. If anyone's doing that, <laughs> if anyone's doing that, I, I, I think you should stop. <laughs> like, I, but, I, but I think it's the same thing as the scrolling. Like seriously, yeah. it's it, and you did just say it a minute ago. Like yeah. it's hard not to make fun of what you just said, but it, it, it does give you some momentum. It does. Like I'm a moving. little bit, just a tiny bit. Yeah, I got something done. I could probably do this thing next. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have a list in front of me right now, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a big list on my wall. You want to know what my whiteboard says right now? Uh, make a series about, oh, you know what? All right, that'll be done by the time this comes out. I don't need those oh. people ripping me off. Uh, make a type two series with Jenny. Oh, nice. Make an autoimmune series, a defining autoimmune series. Mm. We have a list online from the people in the Facebook group. There are way more autoimmune diseases that people have than you would imagine. I want to do a real quick, like, defining series to talk about all of them. I've got a follow-up with an insulin manufacturer that might want to buy ads. I need to schedule Jenny on the podcast. I have decided to put up best of episodes we're going to do that for a little while to see how it works i'm thinking of trademarking bold with insulin and juice box podcast yes i am thinking of getting the rights to my book so that i can give it away to people digitally and i know people are like you don't have the rights to your own book i i don't (laughs) uh and cozy earth is a new advertiser and i have been sleeping on their sheets and keeping notes about how they are so that i can talk about them in ads and they're lovely Big ticket items. I have, and I have to bill AG1. So here, I'm thrilled that Athletic Greens is an advertiser on the podcast, but they want you to bill every month. And it's just like, oh my God, like just, can you just give me six months in a row or something like that? I love that I'm getting some inner workings of, you know, the business side of this. This is how it goes. I just, I'm like, (laughs) by the way, can you imagine this is my complaint? I'm like, I have to send a digital invoice 12 times this year. <laughs> I really don't want to, but I'm just so busy. Oh, you know what else I did last night? I've been talking to young artists about revamping the look of the podcast. Mm. And I've talked to a, a few. And I had a conversation with one last night that I, I'm really hopeful about. Like, I've oh, gotten nice. some nice submissions from people, mm. and they haven't quite jived with how I feel yet. But yep. I have a good feeling about this next one. So nice. I'm trying to give a young artist some exposure. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what my whiteboard looks like. And now I can I can erase here where it says sounds like cello. That's how, <laughs> Got I, re- that. that's how I remembered. That's how I remembered your name in the beginning. Uh, that's pretty much it. And there's a note here from Arden. Do you need to stretch? Go hug my dog. Because she wrote that before she oh, left for she college. Oh, she misses the dog. Yeah, I'm in charge of hugging the dog because she had to go to nice. college. Nice. Yeah. She abandoned those dogs. <laughs> That's how they feel. Yeah. 
not dislike your parents. And so, um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know. It's just, you're, you're so well adjusted. Why is that? Oh, are you or am I wrong? No, I am. Yeah, you really seem like you are actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think it's because of all that though, where it was bad, but it uh resulted in such good things. Mm. Like I have these amazing sisters. I have these amazing, you know, I had my stepbrothers and have all of these like wonderful relationships that I would never have had. Um, had all of that bad stuff not happened. And, you know, they say that daughters put their dads on pedestals and, you know, they shouldn't or whatever. But, I mean, my dad changed his entire life around so that he could be in ours, you know? Yeah. And I, I take those things away from the bad stuff. Do you give any credence to the idea that you've been through so much stuff that everything seems a little easier now? Uh, yes. Yeah. And it's all like perspective. Mm -hmm. And I also, this actually brings up one of the things I wanted to make sure I said, but so the craziest thing happened. My best friend from high school, she lives in Florida. She's lived in Florida since college. And, um, so we, we just rarely, rarely see each other, but she is just that, you know, person that it doesn't matter how long, you know, we go without talking to each other Mm -hmm. and her middle daughter, Jane, was diagnosed last year with type 1 diabetes. Oh, my God. Crazy, right? Like, yeah. oh, my God. That's why we were in that – we were put in that study hall together in high school so that I could go through all of these experiences. And I said this to her, like, I, I – it, you know, it. I started crying because I was like, oh, my God, it's – now it's wisdom. It's not just, like, my struggles or, you know, the things that, you know, have – always caused problems, you know, for my diabetes. It now it's actual wisdom that can help somebody that I am so close to. Um and I know that she listens to the podcast. So hello. Oh Hi, wow. That's really wonderful. Uh but oh my God. Like for me that was one of those moments that was like, that's why I had to go through all of that. Yeah. It makes so it that, feel it makes it feel very valuable for you. Right? Yes. And not it's as very hard. validating so that it's not just this thing that has caused, you know, stress or anxiety or whatever. I think as much as she jokes about it, I think Arden feels that way a little bit about the podcast too. Yeah. Like, I mean, and you know, of course, it's like this thing that her dad does, right? Like and <laughs> teenage daughters with their dads is always like i've got i've got one of those here in this house uh, a teenage so, daughter or, yeah. someone, or someone's dad no yeah and her dad uh but so it's you know it's always that kind of like ugh, you know he ta- he so this is very this is kind of a similar like he does all the stats for her basketball team right mm. um keeps all the stats and sends them to their coach, you know? So at first it was kind of like, like, can you like back off a little bit now? I think she appreciates it because like other people are like, Hey, I saw my stats, you know, cause it's from his spreadsheet, you know? So it's actually like is valuable, but at first she wants to like, you know, yeah. kind of. No, I understand. I mean, I just think dad does. <laughs> I think it's just, I think, you know, kind of getting back to having, you know, a friend's child diagnosed, it, it makes it feel like not such a arbitrary thing anymore because you're yes. help because you're helping somebody else. Yes. Yeah, like very, not just this, how did I, what happened? How did this happen? You know, kind mm. of like, it's so random, you know, no one, 
no one in my family, you know? So it, it felt so, it did feel arbitrary. It felt, you know, or even just like my care felt arbitrary for so long. Like, sure. and then, oh, okay. Now, it, now I can channel it into, Yeah, you know, it has a purpose help. now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, everyone can do that, by the way. You, you know, yes. you can do it online or you can do it. I mean, you can do it. You can come on the podcast. You can yeah. find somebody in real life. There's when you help other. It just it sounds hokey, but when you help other people, it it's it helps you probably more than it helps them. So well, yeah, and it's also opened up so many conversations for me with my students. Even you know, not even just about the diabetes, but just you know that obviously helps if I end up having you know someone with it. I think it's like comforting for their parents to know that you know they have a teacher who is you know knows what's going on. You know, but. Uh, even just something that you might struggle with or understanding that, you know, you might not even, I mean, how would my students even know unless they hear like my pump beeping? And I usually tell them, you know, yeah. if you hear these random noises coming from my body, it's probably that. Yeah. Uh, but just having, it's it really has opened up a dialogue with my students where then they'll say, you know, oh, this happened to me or I'm really struggling with this. And um, it's that's been invaluable. And sure. I think my understanding of, you know, people going through things that aren't necessarily like obvious mm-hmm. um, to people and just, you know, kind of erring on the side of, you know, maybe they are struggling with something that I'm not aware of. Yeah, um, it, it's valuable in parenting too. If you try, if you don't try so hard to look bulletproof and you seem yeah. like a real person, then your kids yeah. can see you like a person, and yes. then they don't feel so bad when something odd happens to them. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I've that's something that you know my kids are. They've just grown up with it and awareness of you know mom's blood sugar and you know even with me struggling with it, I think that they maybe not to the you know understand the full extent of how much it feels like I struggle with it. But I remember just, I, my blood sugar was so high. Uh, we were like out trying to Christmas shop or something and I couldn't get it down. I couldn't get it down. And then I was having all these sight issues. My daughter was only like three years old at the time. She was sitting in the back seat, and, um, I was just like parked in the parking lot, just like trying to collect myself. And she said, is diabetes hard sometimes? And I just like started crying. Like how does this three-year-old, know you know what to say or you know just like in that you know okay like even if this feels like this is impossible right now i'm i even in that it's teaching my kids you know something that Mm -hmm. um you know you can struggle with it and still get through it and move forward yeah i don't know should we call this episode foibles or nobody used the word by the way but just made me think of it while you were talking (laughs) do you know the word Yes. Okay. Thank you. I'm an English teacher. <laughs> All right. It's a good word. Live free or break your leg. How about live oh my free God, or break I your leg? I love that. Live free or break your leg. It's kind of long, but we'll see. What was the kind of break called? <sighs> Trilateral. <laughs> I'm jotting that down. <laughs> Maybe it's a trilateral clothespin there. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Did you see today's? Oh, it's it's the kookaburro laugh or something like that. Oh, even, I can't even say it. <laughs> well, <laughs> and like a lot of times I'll just pick the episode butthole adjacent, for example, uh, mm-hmm. just based on the title. So, I mean, I have no idea what it's about, but I want, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. That's not even true. Well, what that's did you what think I, butthole I, adjacent was going to be when you picked <sighs> it? I mean, what's the, what are the I two? I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. vagina or balls, right? It was one of them. <laughs> 
Yeah, right? That's what you're thinking. <laughs> so. <laughs> I am like potty humor. Like, my kids are always like, what is wrong with you? No, like, you're I, terrific. Everything... Are you kidding me? I had such a good time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I couldn't even care less what we talked about. I had such a nice time talking to you. Um, the Kookaburro, the Kookaburro Laughs is today's oh. episode. It's 835 because I was talking to a lovely woman named Anne, I think. And uh, she lived in Brisbane, which I think they oh, say like Brisbane Australia? or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And the entire time we spoke, these birds were outside of her house laughing. Oh, my God. It's an actual thing. Yeah. The kookaburra sits in the old gum tree, like that song? Apparently, I just uh, somebody online today was like, "Oh, great! Now this earworm's back in my life." Yeah. Um, and about about excuse me, I'm like as I bang around on the desk about about a song which I didn't know the song at all. I just yeah. know that there became a moment where I realized if I'm going to keep talking to this lady, we just have to pretend that bird is not like cackling outside <laughs> of her house. And um, it was really, it was lovely. By the way, I had a great time talking to her, but. I've never had a bad time talking to anybody. Mm. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I enjoy. I enjoy. Well, it and I'll much. say that too about listening is that I think like when I start to realize like oh this is a parent with a child, I keep listening because it ends up like even though that's not my experience as a parent with a child, I don't even know how I would do that, but uh, <laughs> it's still I still get something out of every episode because they are just stories you know they're people's experiences and usually somewhere in there there's something that i can relate to Mm -hmm. um even if it's not my exact you know same experience listen i i i think that these conversations are are terrific and i don't think they need to be i mean i mean i'll just i'll just say here like the there are other diabetes podcasts and within reason nobody i shouldn't say it like that Hold on. What do I want to say? I don't think they get very many downloads. Mm. And that's fine. Like, if it's helping one person, I think it's amazing. And I, I genuinely mean that. But I don't think they're achieving mass appeal yeah. because they, and I'm guessing because I actually haven't heard them. Um, I've listened to, like, a couple of seconds of each one of them. And uh, I, I, I listen till my brain tells me to go, like, stop. I've yeah. ver- I have a very low tolerance for things that I don't find entertaining. Mm. And so anyway, sorry. I did this thing a little while ago where I looked up other diabetes podcasts and realized that there had been so many of them since I started mine. I had the first one. Like there was one guy, I don't want to um mm. his name uh, his last name was Rose. What was his first name? Uh, he had a blog talk show for like a year maybe. Mm. If anybody remembers Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Tony, Tony Rose was his name. Tony had this great show and, uh, he doesn't, you know, he stopped doing it years ago. I did it once while I was selling my book. Mm. And then there was another one. Like, I don't know if people remember blog talk radio. It was like, you called someone on the phone and then it gave you like a, it recorded it. And then there was a link later where you could listen back to it. And the, the, the audio was terrible. And so I was not the first person. These, these people did this first and these two different ones mm. that I was aware of. Uh, but after I started my podcast, there were a lot of diabetes podcasts. They started popping up about the time I started getting ads. And I think people were just like, oh, there's money to be made here. And oh, then right, coaching right. came along. And now everybody mm. tries to make a podcast to pump up their coaching business. See, I don't, I mean, the thing is, is that I want to feel like I relate to the content. A couple of them I've tried, but the, it's, 
I just love that you start these conversations and you don't, they just go where they go. Yeah. And it's not rehearsed and it's, you know, not scripted. And yeah, it just kind I, that's of what I was going to say. Evolves. If you want to do better, actually try being real and see how that goes. Yes. Yeah. And like, you're having a dialogue. You're not just like saying the things that you wanted to say. Right. And and you hold in all the thoughts you're having that, that everyone else is having. Like, no, not for nothing, but you know, like you call it, you can call it whatever you want. I don't know what modern society calls it, but mm. you start telling the story about your parents and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And it's not usually something people ask people about. Usually right. you would say, my parents divorced when I was young and I'll go, oh, I'm sorry. And then we'd move on. That's what most yeah. people do. Yeah. And instead I'm like, how did that happen? You, you know, this. yeah, yeah. Hold on a second, <laughs> and and then you got honest because you know that's the expectation, yeah. And then the whole conversation moves that way, and yeah. then you know, even the idea that it didn't go in any order, right? Like you know, you said something, it made me think of something else. We went in that direction, and then I'll get an I'll get an email from somebody like you have ADHD. I don't have ADHD. I'm just good at having <laughs> conversations. If you are having conversations like it's a military march. You might want to try relaxing. So uh, anyway, all right, here's the last thing we're going to do, and then we're going to go. Turning up okay. the volume on my computer. And... Kookaburra. <laughs> you want to know something weird about me? I did okay. not do that in the episode about the kookaburra. <laughs> uh, but everybody else would have. Not me. <laughs> I, was like, I was talking to the artist and he's like, well, what way do you want to go for the podcast? I'm like, don't use any diabetes symbols or any juice boxes. He goes, what? I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. I was like, you figure out a way to make it visually interesting. But we're not like ham-fistedly putting up pictures of vials and needles and stuff like that. No. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. And and he was like, uh, okay. It's like, try hard or don't do it. He's like, all right, I'm in. I was like, good. Get to work. <laughs> Actually, the kid was really nice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I actually told him, um, he was like a real artist. He's like, we're going to have to have meetings. I was like, we'll record them. And he's like, why? I'm like, oh, we'll record them. I was like, because if the art comes out, it's really good. I'll run, I'll throw up a bonus episode and I'll be like, look, this is the process I went through yeah. with the artist. Hire the guy, you know? And right. uh, he's like, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. And I said, no, of course. Like, why, why would I not try to help you? You know? Yeah. So anyway. Awesome. All right. Uh, we'll stop now. And then I'll tell you something really, really, really petty about a podcast. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. I can't thank Chellis enough for coming on the show and sharing her story with us. I also would like to thank US Med and remind you to go to usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514 to get your free benefits check and to get started today with US Med. The podcast today, of course, of course, the podcast was also sponsored today by Contour Next Gen. Ooh, the Contour Next Gen blood glucose meter. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Easy to use, bright light, super accurate. There's no reason not to check out the Contour line of meters. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast.
If you're enjoying the Juicebox podcast, please tell someone else about it. Or go into your podcast app, leave a five-star rating and a thoughtful review of the show so other people can find out what you like about it.